Hi, you're on Clap Banter Rant, and my name is T.Y. Uh, this week, this weekend has just been concluded and uh, fascinating results all around. Uh, the sound that you hear in the background is the sound of Manchester United's victory. Yes, because we are back. I say it again, we are back. And listen, all of you out there, don't let anybody put you down. I know all the rival fans want to try and make you feel like, I mean, it's just a win against Brentford because that's what everybody has been saying yesterday. But I tell you what, if you're faithful, if you're United faithful, you have to be excited for so many reasons. One, essentially, is the fact that the last time that we won a game like this under this kind of circumstance, uh, if you remember correctly, we went on a crazy run last year. You know, after the win, I'm at um, Craving Cottage against Fulham. And I imagine and I'm predicting that that's going to be the exact same scenario for us in this case. Yes, it was incredible, I tell you. I mean, the game, we didn't even start as well as we've started recently. And I feel like that's one of the reasons why it's very painful, our situation. Because I tell you, and I've been following our games closely, and I think you'd agree with me that lately we've been playing really good football. You know, the issues we had earlier on in the season where we could not really um, coordinate plays and, you know, hold the ball and make plays and all that and all that. I think in the last two to three games, there's been an improvement in those areas. And so it was really sad because why are we going to play well? They lost. I mean, the game at home to Galatasaray in the Champions League was just a sad experience that I cannot wait to forget. But now, today, like this, as I speak to you, I tell you what, guys, we really are back. I mean, all you rival fans who don't mock Onana, I hope you enjoyed your time because that era is gone. It's interesting to note that despite the fact that Onana made, you know, a weak save in the first, uh, in the first half that got them the goal, it's also important to note that there were very crucial saves. Onana kept us in that game. And so he deserves his flower. And especially he deserves it because at this point in time now, we should be coming together and saying, we should be coming together and wrapping support for our players because Omo, no, it come day too crazy. I'm telling you, I, I'm, I'm, I, I, I could not be any more happier with that result. Like I said earlier, a lot of people have been hitting me up. They say, guy, you are embarrassing. I mean, guy, how can you be... You guys even did the... Um, they say we do a, a, a lap of honor run. We did all this and did all that because we won against Brentford. And I'm telling you guys, really, at this point now in the Premier League, you celebrate every three points. I said it in earlier episodes that I am starting to understand the whole rationale behind... Ateta, you know, last season when he was particular about wanting his players and fans to celebrate every win like it was a cup final. Look, the way the Premier League is now, a lot of the battle is even fought behind the scenes. There's a lot of mental game going on. Imagine a scenario where we lost that game. Going into the international break for the next two weeks, would be constant would have been constantly laden with that pain, that burden. But now we won. 
And not just the fact that we won. We won under the kind of circumstances that we won in. Guys, I'm telling you, there's a lot to be excited about. Max Tomine is the name. Spread the gospel. Let the world hear of that fantastic Scotland boy. I mean, it's just really crazy because everybody that knows me personally knows that for several reasons, McTominay is my favorite Manchester United player. And yesterday, you know, he just, he just, he just showed me, or let me say, he just reminded me why he's my favorite player. I don't really shout since, I don't really cry for a while now. I say, why can't Eric Ten Hag not inculcate the habit of Scotland manager play McTominay as that box-to-box midfielder. See, when it comes to midfielders that have presence and can position themselves inside the box, in my opinion, McTominay ranks amongst the best. What are you telling me? Enzo Fernandez should come outside. Tickets to buy player for 100 million. Enzo Fernandez, come outside and see how a box-to-box midfielder performs. I mean, I could not be any, any, any happier. And this win could not have come at a better time, like I said. Going into this international break, me, I want Onana to just go to Cameroon, find one of those beaches, and go arrest his head. Because it'd be like, say, the code for Manchester. You know, the code don't enter, I mean, don't congeal. His, his blood is now congealed, and I'm not seeing... I'm not seeing the Onana that I personally saw in the UEFA Champions League final. I watched this guy. We saw this guy kept how many clean sheets in the Champions League last season. What thing happened? Even if they planned something for the center of Ultra Ford. Uh-uh. And I'm very happy that he's starting to pick his phone back. He kept us in that game. Before the coming in of Max Tomine. Because no be Mark Tomine again now. Max Tomine will go the column from now on. <laughs> oh man. I tell you guys, it's, 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 it's a really exciting thing for me because man, we don't do everything. We've we've played all the ball where we won't play. I mean, yesterday was just really incredible. Despite the fact that uh, the goals came from Mark Tomine. Eh? Honorable mentions to Ganacho. I know a lot of fans are calling for him to start. But my problem with Ganacho mainly is that when he starts game, you barely see this pack. In my opinion, I feel like for now, he should continue to come off from the bench. Yes. Because over a period of time, Ganacho, uh, he, he seems to be all these kind of players where you make even McTominay himself, if you allow them start games, eh, you go just the wonder because what, what you see is a shadow of these players. So I feel like Ganacho should be coming off the bench like this, eh? Come influence the game, help in a way or two, as he has shown that it is best for him to come that way. So, you know, yesterday, I mean, yesterday, eh? Yesterday, there were so many things, you know, that we will be happy for. First of all, for the first time in a long while, eh, Baldi made decent substitutions at the right time. If you, you see, in the first half, 
and it's what I've been saying recently, but I just don't want to hammer too much on it. Make it not be like, say, I get personal vendetta. Because on the contrary, eh, I have huge respect and huge admiration for Casemiro. But, you know, if we know if we see these things and say it for what they are, it will be very unfair. Both to ourselves eh, and to our audience that listen to us. Casemiro has been a shadow of himself lately. I said it. He's tackling too much. It just seems like, you know, there's, he has only one card left in his armory. Sly Taku. And now it, it feels like everybody that everybody that tries to take him on, eh, they, they anticipate him for him to slide. He was shaky in the first half. And despite the fact that Onana should have saved that goal because... He had a clear line of sight. The ball was coming directly to him. I expect him to have saved it. But despite the fact that he did not save that goal, eh, let us also not forget that it was Casemiro's floppy pass that even put us in that position in the first place. This guy, he has not been his best self. And it was good that the coach recognized it on time. And took him out at the start of the second half. That was First thing where I see say, okay, good one. And then in the in the in the post-match interview, he said that he wanted more football in quotes. And you agree with me that when Ericsson came in, it seemed like the game was flowing more, even though for a for a moment it seemed like we still do not know how to score, which still continues to be an issue for us. But regardless, we need to celebrate this one while we anticipate a more better performance. So big shout out to Ganacho, Ericsson, Anthony Marshall, everybody that put in effort yesterday, Onana, Dalot, you guys were all fantastic. I'm telling you. I mean, talking about the goal, classic Manchester United comeback. I mean, over the years, we know that comeback seemed to be our thing, especially at the Old Trafford. So the comeback in itself was not particularly surprising. But the manner with which it happened, it was really interesting. Uh, McTominay coming off the bench in the 87th minute. Imagine, you know, I can imagine some fans tweeting and they were like, postman, people were saying, you define goal, you did bring McTominay. And where I was, eh, I just laughed. I said, this one, this that was just a clear case of ignorance. I'm telling you, because even if he had not gone on to score, bringing on McTominay at that time, when you are looking for a goal, is a good decision. So the guys are saying, now can you bring on McTominay when you're looking for a goal? They are just ignorant. You know they watch nations, uh, you know they watch McTominay currently ranks among the top scorers right now in Europe qualifiers. Scores matching match out. Which is why I've been saying that that position where Scotland manager they use them, that box-to-box midfielder, eh? Then Hark should find a way and un- unlock that potential and start using that boy in those ways. Towards the end of last season, we saw him coming in similar positions and he was scoring. I remember the goal. Where, I think was it against Fulham if I if I'm if I'm correct, where Ganachu gave him an assist. That ball came in. McTominay has a presence in the box to bully defenders and get shots on target, and he has constantly done it. 
you know, and it was just incredible to see him do it for us. But we'll come back to that later. I, I know we are all really excited, but we, we still need to talk about, you know, other results, especially because there were other fascinating results in the league as well. So, uh, yes, today as well, Chelsea too. Chelsea seem to have resurrected and they are on to a flying start. Even though it's against a Burnley team that has not won or that had not won any match prior to last week's win away to Luton, it's still incredible because, you know, especially because they went down. And when you're playing away to a side like Burnley that play really quality football, it's possible that when you go down, there are cases where you go down like that and you do not recover. So kudos to Chelsea. They played really, really good football there. Uh, Sterling and Palmer were at the center of it all. Uh, they sh- had several goals and assists between them, and they won by one four. Yeah, very fantastic win there, especially because every team, you know, when you see that the international break is just around the corner, every team wants to win. You know, when you win and go for the international break, it it, it just puts you on in a mental position where you come back and you feel like, okay, there's some momentum to bounce from. Uh, so I know that it would have been a very happy day in Chelsea's uh, camp, you know, to have won that game by whooping one goals to four. And, and, and to be honest, I see Chelsea's season from this point on, you know, going better because it feels like now they finally have the front line that they want to see. I, I feel like Palmer is going to be playing a lot more games. You know, and with what we've seen with Palmer and Sterling partnership, I, I think they'll only just continue to create a lot of chances for each other. But whatever happens uh, in, in their camp, we'll be keeping tabs with all that and then we'll be letting you guys know as we go on. And uh, Everton also won Bonnemouth by three goals to nil. Yeah, Sean Dyche's men bullied Bonnemouth all through that game. It was really crazy. And uh, yeah, they won that game and also kept first clean sheet for this season uh later on that day we also saw Fulham defeated Sheffield United Sheffield continued to struggle in the Premier League at this moment it's looking like you know everybody just comes and take three points away from them and honestly they really need to uh get something going for themselves I mean I mean it's sad that this is only uh the seventh or eighth game week and it feels like they are already relegated they are not taking points home or away, and sadly, I mean, it's very, it's also sad to note that Basham was sending love, was sending prayers to you and your family, Basham. That injury yesterday, Chris Basham. If you watched the game, I'm sure it was a gory sight. If you remember the injury, the situation with Ramsey and Shawcross, that was the exact same scenario. Twisted his ankle. I tell you, it was a really gory sight. We're sending you all the love, passion. We hope that you can recover and bounce back as soon as possible. But regardless, Sheffield continue to struggle and uh, we'll see how soon that they can start to get results. Um, the last kickoff for that day saw Crystal Palace continue with their clean sheet form. Yeah, surprising to note that Crystal Palace currently sit top for the team with the most clean sheet. As a matter of fact, they've gone three games in a row without conceding in the Premier League. It's really fascinating. And uh, we also had some games today. Uh, today where sim- today was like, you know, the, the Super Sunday to speak of. Uh, there were lots of fascinating games. 
Lots of games are capable of changing positions in the Premier League. And uh, the first set of games started around 2 o'clock where we saw all three matches end in a full-time draw. Brighton played a 2-2 draw at home against Liverpool. And really, uh, for, for, for Liverpool fans, uh, I mean, it's not a loss. I know you guys will feel like it's not a loss. And I agree it's not a loss. But it's not good enough. Especially because... I felt like, you know, I, I spoke about this in the last episode. I said it would be important to see. That was um, after Liverpool's game. The other weekend, last week they played... Uh, one moment, please. I'm trying to get my facts correctly. Uh, last week they played... Okay, last week they played Tottenham. Before then, they played West Ham, where they won 3-1. I said in that week's episode that it will be important to see how the winning the game against West Ham in itself was you know impressive especially when you consider how good West Ham have been but I wanted to see how Liverpool would perform in the next couple of I said precisely that I was I was waiting to see their games in a fortnight because I looked at the fixture and I saw I saw Tottenham and Brighton both away and then I said, I would hold my horses and wait. Let me see how Liverpool can, can play these two games. Now that they have played the two games, even though it's still too quick to give a complete conclusion, for now, if there was a percentage for which you know I held them in uh, high esteem for people who had the probability of winning the league, right now the percentage is somewhere below 50 because despite the fact that they've been recovering well uh, it, it seems like now is their own style you know they come and then they let you score they or better still they concede and they recover and win games so even if it looking at it from that point of view you would say well they did well i don't like the fact that they they are holding leads and letting it down that's not the liverpool we saw when they won the league it's not the Liverpool we saw in the season where they dominated. I don't know where our old age, but Jurgen Klopp need the ginger again. In fact, I was telling a friend, I said, I don't even nowadays the camera need to feature him again because he, he doesn't perform those gimmicks that he usually does. Ginger his players, excite the fans. He barely does that. And it's crazy because the whole circumstance surrounding that game, Liverpool should have won it. I was expecting that they would be coming from pent-up anger and frustration from last week. I expect that they will just bully Brighton, especially because over the last couple of years, Brighton have been a stumbling block for them. Oh, it's just crazy because they came in and then they considered. Then they went on to equalize and led. And still considered a very careless goal again. Just after they had the big chance and they hit the bar. All those kind of scenarios, you do all those kind of things. It was the same thing last week. Although last week, they, they were just unfortunate. But still, it is what it is. Now, they managed to get two points from a possible six. And like I said, well, to be honest, it's not looking too good for Liverpool. West Ham continued with their good start uh, into the season. Now... The way Newcastle are, their morale is so high. 
And so it was impressive for West Ham to hold them to a 2-2 drum, telling you, especially after they went down, even despite the fact that they scored first. Newcastle scored first, and then, I beg your pardon, West Ham scored first, then Newcastle went on to equalize brand Isaac goal, and then went on to double it. Now, Isaac currently has almost double-figure goals already. Uh, I'll be six goals in ten games already. Last season, when he came in in January, he already got, just between January and the end of the last, and the end of season, he got double-figure goals. You can see that Newcastle are building something, and... I really applaud West Ham, really, because they kept their cool in that game. You know, I managed to equalize uh, very late on in the second half by Mohamed Kudu's goal. Yeah, and uh, it was 2-2 in that one. Wolves continued with their good start into the season. Uh, you know, momentum last week from beating Manchester City. I expected them to come in and show a fight, even though they were playing against, you know, a highly motivated um, Aston Villa side. Uh, and they did show a fight, you know, despite the fact that they went uh, a man down very little in that game. They managed to score first, you know, and even despite the fact that they also they also considered really early after scoring, and it's what we've been speaking about. Uh, it's surprising that professional players don't seem to understand that you are most vulnerable when you've just scored a goal, and so when you see situations when you are you are you are you are scoring in 53 minutes and they are conceding again in the 55th minute it's, it's not good enough which reminds me something also that despite the fact that today we are happy i mean these are still issues that need to be addressed manchester united in five games we have conceded within the next five minutes after scoring a goal that issue whatever is causing that thing it needs to be addressed because it's a big problem you cannot be conceding goals just after scoring it's unacceptable and so yeah wolves maintain uh, a draw at home there to aston villa and for the game of this week <laughs> as i speak with you right now arsenal fans are painting the town red the gunners have managed to win manchester city for the first time in five years Yes, you heard that correctly. Arsenal just defeated Manchester City at the Emirates to move joint top of the Premier League Summit at 20 points. And not just that, they've managed to win Manchester City for the first time in five years and they did that with a clean sheet. I mean, big congratulations to Arsenal. Uh, for, for me in particular, at as a rival, there's, there's, there's so much that I am happy for. You know, the only thing that is more important to us, rival, the only thing where they're more important than Vanta is agenda. And I said it, that this season, I know that me, myself inclusive, and a lot of Manchester United fans, and a lot of other fans out there are rooting for Arsenal to win this league because we would rather have Arsenal win the league than see Pep Guardiola turn us into farmers. Waiting. Ah. They think everything will be problem for, for every other person. No one be problem for Pep Guardiola. And they complain since. Everybody, they buy player from French League and they struggle for a while before they start to pick form. Pep Guardiola on a touch and go. 
everybody lose key players in their starting 11 and it affects them. Pep Guardiola, Cari Alvarez, play 10. They get results. What happen? And then, recently, after the loss to Brighton in the League Cup, I told a friend, I said, there is nobody, there is no way, nobody where consecutive losses no go affect. Football is a mental game. There is no way that you will lose consecutive matches and it will not affect your performance. Who are you? Oh, you be where you go lose straight matches for you lose for League Cup Manchester City. Now, your lost record, I won't talk so. You lost the League Cup to Newcastle the next week. Wolves knock you. You come now, Arsenal touch you. That is the position I want to see Manchester City. I don't have a problem if they win games. But let them not win the kind of games that will make us write the league off. This is what we are we are in we are in we are in October. Manchester City want us to write the league off in November. And that is why I am proud of Arsenal. When it concerns anything where concerns Manchester City banter, even if it is 2 a.m., call my phone, I'll pick. Agenda must agend. And so, yeah, big congratulations to Arsenal. It was a really fascinating game. Me, you know, I won't tell you guys a lie. I anticipated this result. I I felt like the worst case scenario would have been a 0-0 draw. Because like I said, Manchester City have constantly defied the laws of football and it's only right that it caught up with them sooner rather than later. Usually, whenever Manchester City play Arsenal, it's always a case of Kevin De Bruyne's individual brilliance. Yes, both teams usually play well. You, you know, Pep Guardiola's team, they are almost near perfect. And Ateta is also trying to build that kind of strong mentality. So when they play, most times you see that it's always a case of just moments of individual brilliance. And a lot of times, Kelvin De Bruyne is usually at the center of it. So with Kelvin De Bruyne absent, and the fact that Manchester City have lost consecutive games, I pictured this scenario where they would struggle today. Which is why I am the top performing member of the FPL for this week. But we are coming to that. Yes. I saw a scenario where Arsenal would hold it down. I felt like Manchester City were going to struggle. You know, because the circumstances uh, leading to this game no favor them, you know, the way they would have liked. As a community, the game, uh, initially, Arsenal started a bit slow. And then I was like, ah, why they don't, they don't come again? You know, every time when Arsenal plays City, like they just they just they are too passive and they just give up. But whatever Ateta told his players at halftime, whatever he told them at halftime, congratulations to him once again. 
because just like Eric Ten Hag, he also did some changes, you know, that gave an idea to the kind of football he wanted his team to play in the second half. He took out Trossard at the start of the second half. Trossard had not really been dead the game, to be honest. You know, and from the moment when he brought in Martinelli, Ma- Martinelli, I knew it was going to be a tough fight because Walker, I don't know the last time where anybody even succeed dribble past Walker. I don't even know whether it don't happen in months. You know, he's just so good at what he does. And so I was expecting Martinelli to struggle. And he did struggle, to be honest, initially. But he started to find his rhythm. And it was good to see that, you know, he eventually got the goal. And Arsenal got that hard-fought victory. It really was a hard-fought victory. And a big congratulations to them once again. Yeah, and so now we're going into the international break. For the first time in a long time, I got the results I wanted as a fan and as a rival. The only people were for my hand now Liverpool because I expected them to crush Brighton. As you know already, me and Brighton, anything where consigned Brighton beef, Brighton banter, Manchester City, wake me up even if it is 2 a.m. I will be there no matter what. And so it was really good that, you know, we're going into the international break um, with this win. And like I said, despite the fact that rival fans are coming to say Manchester United are disgraceful, they did a, a lap of honor because they won a game at home to Brentford. Anybody will tell you that thing this week. Auction on 500. <laughs> I know they support. I'm not preaching violence. But really, man, that is just banter. That's just rival talk. If you understand the dynamics of this game, you would be excited for a whole lot of reasons. And, uh, you know, as much as I go like make Onana go Cameroon, go drink coconuts, chill for beach, you know, enjoy with friends and family, I picture a scenario where Onana might not... I saw a publication you know, that was saying... Uh, Onana might not go for the international break as he wants to uh, concentrate with uh, you know his new club, especially considering uh, his performances and all lately. Uh, even though me, I will not judge him. In fact, I even if he decides to go, there's no big deal. Uh, um, a player is supposed to be available and turn up for their country. But I'm saying that I see a scenario where that is possible. I'm looking at, I'm seeing a scenario where Onana would say, I want to stay in Carrington and concentrate right now. You guys go and handle the friendlies without me. Whatever is the case there, I expect to see a rejuvenated Onana when the Football League resumes on the 21st of October. Whatever happens in that case, guys, we'll be keeping tabs on that one and then we'll let you guys know. Moving on, if you're a first-time listener, you know that on every episode, we shout out to top-performing members in our fantastic group, where we play for fun and for banter. And it's been long coming. Drum rolls. I present to you my humble self. For this week, I am your top performer, T.Y., and I manage FCQ. And for a weekend that's as bad as this one because the usual performers did not really turn up. Haaland, all the Haaland owners, I'm sorry, but I don't pity you. Haaland completely blanked in this game week 
And uh, it was, yeah, it was, you know, a strate- it was strategic for me. I just look out and say, back, 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 back. I tapped in Salah. And as I speak with you, I'm going to be ending the week with 74 whooping points. And I expect that to take me into, uh, say, top two spots for this week. So big congratulations to my humble self there. And uh, thank you guys for hanging with us on this week's episode. Um, enjoy your international break. We'll catch you again at the start of the football season on the 21st of October. Thank you. I love you.